If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. We'll be back next week, folks. This is Real Estate Talk with Bob and Randy. Carries out unspeakable acts of barbarism, terrorizing religious minorities. A bipartisan group of senators led by John McCain are calling for the U.S. to support Ukraine in their fight against Russian aggression. Russia's invasion of the sovereign territory of Ukraine, which has continued unabated in the face of political and economic sanctions, is the gravest threat to European security in decades. Secretary of State John Kerry is joining the leaders of Germany and France in traveling to Kiev to bolster peace efforts. Radio Shack has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The chain will sell up to 2,400 of its stores. Radio Shack has been struggling for years against its online competition. I'm Barbara Cousy. This Valentine's Day, send your sweetheart the gift that shines above all others. Name a star after them. I'm Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after your sweetheart and send a beautiful gift package. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for this year's hottest Valentine's Day gift. Times are different than they were when GEICO started saving people money over 75 years ago. Everybody takes photos of their food nowadays. You can bet none of us kids would snap pictures of mom's tuna casserole surprise. To this day, we don't know what the surprise was, nor do we want to. We didn't always have tasty food, but we always had great car insurance with GEICO. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Are you looking for a car, truck, or SUV without changing your finances? A place to go where the staff treats you like family? Well, look no further than West Coast Auto in Montclair. West Coast Auto has the biggest and widest variety of cars, trucks, and SUVs in Southern California. Get yourself in a new car with no payments due for the first 90 days. Credit not that great? No worries. West Coast Auto will help you get into your dream car or truck at a rate that is second to none. For more information, call 909-9MILLION. That's 909-9MILLION. Or visit their website at westcoastauto.com. 
CNBC Headline News is brought to you exclusively by West Coast Auto, located at 5180 Holt Boulevard in Montclair, where you'll find the widest selection of the most pristine used automobiles in Southern California. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Ron Tanner. For this afternoon of sunshine and a high of 79, it'll be clear overnight with a low of 51. Thursday should be sunny and warm with a high of 81. Thursday night, it'll be clear with a low of 54. Friday will wrap up the week with sunshine and a high of 78. Heading into the weekend, Friday night, it'll be clear with a low of 51. Saturday should be mostly sunny, our high of 75. Saturday night, it'll be partly cloudy, a low of 53. We'll have sunshine on Sunday with a high of 76. Again, for today, we'll have plenty of sunshine and a high of 79. And that's your weather forecast for this hour from the station that leaves no listener behind. NBC News Radio, AM 1050, KCAA. This is Miyamoka with your KCAA community calendar. The DVL Project in the High Desert is having its seventh annual Dreamers, Visionaries, and Leaders tribute program, celebrating a century of black life, history, and culture, honoring local high desert individuals for their professional accomplishments and community service. This year's Mistress of Ceremonies will be actress-director Kim Fields of The Facts of Life and Living Single, as well as actress-singer Don Lewis from A Different World and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. The tribute program is free to the public and will be held Saturday, February 7th at 1 p.m. in the Victor Valley College Performing Arts Center in Victorville. For more information, log on to www.dvlproject.com or call 760-242-2487. And that's a look at your KCAA community calendar. I'm Mia Mocha. Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company has been serving the greater Inland Empire for over 60 years. For all of your printing needs, from full-color printing to high-speed copying and everything in between, go to Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. Their staff is committed to your total satisfaction. Great service isn't just lip service at Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. It's the way they do business year after year. Having trouble finding drafting supplies? Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company still carries a complete selection. Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company is rated high in customer satisfaction by Value Star, an independent rating company. For all of your personal or business printing, call Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company at 909-792-3478. That's 792-3478. Or visit them on New York Street in Redlands off the I-10 and the Crosstown Freeway. The quickest way between two points or more is AM 1050 KCAA. Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Oh, 
Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Welcome, everyone, to Smart Health Talk radio show. And you're not going to want to leave, okay? Don't you dare touch that dial because we have a show for you today that you are not going to want to miss. And for all those moms and parents out there that are caregivers of children, uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today because we have a mom coming on that just started off like a mom, like everybody else, uh, every other mom out there, uh, just you know, loving her children, wanting to be a good mom, wanting to take good care of them, feeding them healthy food. And what happened was she had her child start having all kinds of health problems. And the thing is, I know this is not an isolated incident because she has been all across the country talking to all kinds of groups and people have shared stories with her on some of the horrific uh, circumstances that they have been in as a result of their child getting allergies. And what about nut allergies? I mean, that to me is one of the scariest things that you could ever have to deal with with your child. Because at any time, they could be exposed to nuts and go into apoleptic shock, and it can kill them. And you might not be around to be able to make sure that they got the EpiPen shot and got to the hospital fast enough to make sure that they they don't die. And that's a very scary thing to live with. And Zen had to live with that every single day. And there are so many parents in this country living with these allergies. There used to be at schools, the nurses used to have just a few EpiPens on hand for prescriptions for the children in the school. Now they have like thousands of kids that have to keep EpiPens at the school because there's so many allergies. Autism, ADHD, ADD, I mean on and on, all of these health problems. And these are affecting our children in in so many different levels. Uh, not just you know, health where they're getting rashes or having allergies, but it affects their mind. It affects their ability to learn. It affects their behavior I and, and their future. Because if these kids are not able to learn at a pace that is normal, that they can keep up with everyone else, they're going to fall behind. And then they're going to feel bad. They're going to feel like there's something wrong with them even. And why we don't even want our to, our children to be in this position. We don't want our children to suffer. We don't want to worry every single minute of the day if something is going to happen to our child, if they're going to be exposed to nuts or something else that can trigger an allergic reaction in them. And this mom has a story that is, it's, I, I tell you, it is heart-wrenching. It, and I, there are so many parents out there that can relate to this story. That's what I. That's what I think is so special about it. She, when she's she's telling her story, there are parents out there that are going to be listening to this story, and they're going to say, "Oh my gosh, you know, that's my life. That's what I'm dealing with right now." And she looked for answers. She's like any mom. She was looking for answers. She wanted to do whatever she could to try and help her child. And during the process of this, 
searching for answers on how to help her child, she learned some facts, some facts, everyone. These are not just hearsay. These are facts about what's happening to our food. And we need to all not turn away, not pretend like this isn't happening. We need to start facing the reality of what is going on here what our children are being exposed to, and ourselves. Because you know what? We have to take care of ourselves. Because our children, our families need us. And that's why we have to take care of ourselves too. And so this information that Zen is going to be sharing with us today is so important. Not just in what she's learned, but the bravery of this woman. I tell you, I... (laughs) Whenever I think about everything she's done, it just, it touches my heart because what she has done, it just like, it takes so much courage. She has went out there and accomplished things that I have never seen anyone accomplish. And she does it because she not only loves her child, but she's thinking about all the other children out there and all of the other parents that are suffering the way she did. And so we all need to support her. We can't leave her out there alone having to deal with this. And the thing is, she has so many people that are have been marching in parades on the 4th of July across this country because of her, because they listened to her, because she was saying their life, and they believed in her, and they saw that she had something that would inspire them and that it was a strength that they could draw from and to be strong in their own life and their own community and their own family because sometimes we want to we want to make changes but it seems like the people close to it closest to us are the ones that try to hold us back from those changes or they try to put them down and and like you know why are you eating that organic food that's more expensive or just you know trying to find fault in what we're doing and they don't understand the importance of it because they haven't done the research they don't understand what's really going on and her story on what she has done over the past week is is something that is the bravest thing I've ever heard. And so we are going to get Zen Honeycutt from Moms Across America on our show, and we're going to hear that story. And uh, I'm hoping that the rest of you that are listening, first of all, you're going to stay with us through this entire show because you can go to kcaaexpress.com. You can watch us. Zen is going to be Skyping in. Uh, you're going to be able to see Zen and myself here in the studio, so you can watch us on Ustream. Uh, you can also uh, t- go to TuneIn, and uh, you can hear the show live from there. You can turn to 10.50 a.m. if you're in the Inland Empire, and you can call 832-999-1050, and you can listen right on a regular landline. You can listen to the show, so there's no reason to miss this show, and afterwards, just go to smarthealthtalk.com and look for Zen Honeycutt's picture right there on the homepage and click on that. And we're going to be putting this broadcast, the video, up on our website and also the audio. You can download it if you want and listen to it later. Um, but I hope that you're going to want to share it because we need to get the word out. We need to look out for each other. We cannot sit around thinking that the government and people on television 
are going to be looking out for us. We need to look out for each other, grassroots, one-on-one, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, with our friends, our family, our neighbors. So um, I hope is, uh, I guess, a, a brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Zen, is is she calling in? Is she on? She re- ready to go? Okay. Uh, Zen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Hi, Elaine. <laughs> Hi, Zen. I am like so excited to talk to you and, and hear the story because I, I, it's like something you would make a movie out of, in my opinion. And when I read, when I read the full account and just go to Moms Across America, everybody just type it in. You'll find the website. You can actually read, um, the whole account as Zen remember. Uh, thank you so much for writing that down afterwards. I'm sure it was hard to try and remember everything <laughs> since you couldn't use your phone. It was illegal to use the yeah. phone and, um, to record what was going on. But, uh, thank you so much for writing all that down. And so just know that Moms Across America, there's so much information on her website. You're going to want to follow her on Facebook and go and read all through her website because it's, it's has so much great stuff on there. So go ahead and, uh, Zen, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of just give us a little background, what, you know, what you've been up to the past couple of years. Um, we don't want to waste a whole lot of time on that because I want to get to the nitty gritty of what happened over the, the past couple of weeks, what you've been up to, which is a lot, and uh, really find out what happened. So, uh, but I want everyone to be up to speed on who you are and what you do. So go ahead and um, share that with us. Thank you. Well, first of all, Elaine, I want to say thank you for your extremely generous introduction of me. And I, I want to say that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I'm getting a lot of accolades and appreciation and thanks. And I want to say that none of this would be possible without the thousands of moms who have supported Moms Across America by taking action, by marching in parades, by sharing on Facebook, by sharing emails, by, you know, making calls to the EPA. I would just be one mom if it wasn't for all of them. But because of all of them and all of you listeners, you know, we're a force to be reckoned with. We are moms across America and we are making a national and, and actually global difference. And that is a testament to every mom out there with a child with health issues or not, but who loves their child and wants a healthy future for them and is doing research, you know, mostly on the internet and finding out information that is not what we want to have happen in our world and is speaking up about it and writing letters and sending emails and posting and and making a difference. And, you know, I just want to acknowledge every single person who is taking at least one action a day to create a future of health and freedom, because that's how I started. And, you know, and I know your appreciation, the extent of your appreciation only comes from your background of doing years of work to try to get um, school food to be healthy for our children. So I know that you appreciate what I'm doing because you put your heart and soul into it. And that's what I've come across with so many people who are so appreciative. 
they are they are putting their hearts and souls in, into it, and they know exactly where I was coming from when I was speaking in front of the uh, Monsanto shareholder meeting. So I just wanted to start off by saying that uh, first that um, it was a real triumph, not just for me, but for moms all across America and the world um, to have our voices heard. And, and um, so it's, it's about all of us. I, I, I agree. There are so many incredible people out there. And I know that uh, every time that I'm doing research on you, I can see the faces of these people that you've been meeting with. And, you know, I just think, gosh, I, w- I wish they were my friends. <laughs> I would love to hang out with these these wonderful people. I mean, because they they don't they don't just sit around. They they're willing to take action. And I love what you said, Zen, about just one thing per day. I mean, that's totally doable, and and that could just be sharing a little piece of information with someone that you're standing in line with at the grocery store. Yes, it is. Yes, I. I went to speak at the Monsanto meeting, not just as an angry mom, but as an informed citizen. And that's due to the scientists, farmers, researchers, um, many people who have been researching, people like you who have been researching this and taking actions and making a difference for over 20 years, many of these people. And I've only been doing this for about two and a half years now. So um, I'm still a newbie at this, but um, really determined to make a difference. And you learn fast. <laughs> yeah, I learn fast. Yeah, <laughs> you learn really fast. And why, for people, you know, you mentioned Monsanto. For people that don't know who Monsanto is, can you can you explain who that company is? Sure. Well, Monsanto is the primary manufacturer of GMOs, which are genetically modified organisms. They're seeds that have been genetically altered to either be a pesticide, and those are called BT GMOs, it stands for bacteria thermogenesis, um, or HT GMOs, which stands for herbicide tolerant, meaning that the seeds are genetically engineered so that they can withstand Roundup. And Roundup is the most widely used chemical uh, or herbicide in the world, and its active chemical ingredient is glyphosate. And um, so Monsanto makes the chemicals that they spray on the seeds, and they make the GMO seeds, and um, they are—they were voted by some of us, which was over seventy thousand people, I believe. Or and, um, don't quote me on that number; I'm not sure. Just a huge number of people um, to be the most evil corporation in the world. And so that's who I, I went to speak at at their shareholder meeting. So I but, guess the CEO is like Mr. Evil, huh? <laughs> That's—that is—that's my—that's my nickname for him, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But do you ask me to give a little background about Moms Across America? And I want to do that first before I get into the meeting, um, just so that people know a little bit more about us. We're, Moms Across America is a national coalition of unstoppable moms. And our commitment is to empower millions to educate themselves about GMOs and related pesticides, to get GMOs labeled, and to offer GMO-free and organic solutions now. Because regardless of whether or not we you know, obtain or when we obtain labeling, um, regardless of that, you know, people may still buy it, right? Like aspartame and high fructose corn syrup. Um, and if the EPA continues to ignore the scientific studies that show harm, um, we can't wait for other people to protect our children. We need to take action now. So we are empowering moms to buy organic food now. And that uh, removes the threat of GMOs and toxic pesticides to our children and our families. So that's our main focus right now is to promote 
the solution of eating organic. Um, but we continually take bold actions with velocity to raise awareness. That's what we're really committed to. And um, you can you can count on us to um, to keep getting the word out and to do something new and different, which will uh, raise awareness. So we've done lots of things like glyphosate testing. We found you know the active chemical ingredient in Roundup in uh, our tap water, our children's urine, our breast milk, and most recently feeding tube liquid. Um, and that sparked um, scientific studies on breast milk and um, also GMO Food USA tested fruit loops and found glyphosate in fruit loops. Um, it's been found in air, in rainwater, it's in the soil. Um, it's in Doritos. The Consumers Union found uh, a product that even says natural on it seemed to have even more. Uh, it was only organic or non-GMO certified that what didn't test with uh, GMOs. So, and yeah. this, this makes sense. This makes sense that glyphosate would be in so many of our food products in air and water because it's the most widely used herbicide in the world, and it's not just sprayed on GMOs. It's sprayed on non-organic food as a drying agent before harvest. And this is uh, not all foods, many food crops. Like, for instance, it's suggested to be sprayed on wheat, peas, legumes, um, barley, which is in beer, um, um uh, tea, spearmint, peppermint, and even stevia. So you can see that list of the allowable levels of glyphosate in 160 of our foods on our website at momsacrossamerica.com. If you click on data and scroll down to the second section of um, glyphosate, and you'll see a list that says EPA uh, list of allowable levels of glyphosate. 160 of our foods have levels of glyphosate allowed far above what has been shown to destroy gut bacteria. And gut bacteria is where 70% of our immune system lies. And we have one out of two of our children in America sick today with a chronic illness. We are in a health epidemic. And so when I learned about GMOs and glyphosate, um, you know, GMOs, of course, are a foreign protein that have been linked to, to inflammation in the gut, to tumors and rat studies, to all kinds of health issues. But on top of that, glyphosate has been sprayed on it. And um, it doesn't wash off. It doesn't cook off. It doesn't dry off. And GMOs are in 85% of our food. And 80% of GMOs are engineered to withstand Roundup and glyphosate. So you can estimate that glyphosate's being sprayed on at least, what is that, about 60 or 70% of our food crops um, in about 60, 70% of our food. But then in addition, it's sprayed as a drying agent on many major food crops. Now, what, so, it, now what does that mean, like a uh, drying agent? Um, so what, what, what is, why, why does that make it more dangerous? Well, just before harvest, um, it is sprayed as a drying agent to reduce the amount of moisture and to speed up the process of harvest. It basically kills the wheat, makes it dead so that it it, uh, speed, it dries faster and they can harvest it faster in a more uniform pattern. And um, it's not that it's more dangerous than spraying it on GMOs. Um, it's the fact that it's sprayed on the food at all. There should be zero glyphosate on our food and in our bodies. But what what do you say what do you say to the people that are like, wait a minute, you know, the EPA approved this. They say it's safe. Yes. Well I have seen those EPA studies and many of them do not show safety. In fact the EPA has a pattern of ignoring safety studies that show harm and um, you know allowing the influence of the chemical companies to dictate their approvals. I mean just for instance for, for one example is uh, that the EPA created safety levels of corn at 2.5 parts per million of glyphosate 
um, many years ago. And in 2013, they raised it to 13. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now it started at 2.5 and now it's at 13, which is like, you know, what, like six times, well, five to six times like higher. Yes, just because Monsanto sent them a letter saying, you know what, we need to raise the levels, allow the levels of glyphosate. And it's and it's safe. Don't worry, it's safe. And why why would they do that? Because the um, the herbs, I mean, sorry, the weeds are developing a resistance to glyphosate and Roundup, and so the farmers are spraying more of it earlier, more frequently, you know, more often, just more of it. And so there are higher levels on our corn, and so when there's higher levels, in order for it to not be illegal then Monsanto has to ask them, please please raise the levels. Therefore, it's legal and not toxic. Oh, so when they test it, they're they're not going to get dot, you know, they're not going to go and say, the government's not going to say, oh, these levels are too high. You can't sell this product. Right, right. Yeah. If it's it's over the allowed, the legal levels, then they can't sell the product. So they have to preempt that and they have to test. They, they, They test quite frequently. They know exactly what's happening. We had a corn report put out on our website when we first came out about two years ago, which we got a lot of flack for um, because it was a report, not a study. It was just a findings, you know, a test. And it showed 13 parts per million of glyphosate on corn. And this was six months after the EPA had raised the level to 13 parts per million. So that was within the allowable level, right? Um, But, you know, my question is, what happened to the methodology which was used to determine that 2.5 million parts per million were safe. Yeah, maybe they were pushing it at 2.5, you know. It was probably still pretty toxic then. So that's very scary. I mean, has that been thrown out the window? Has all new methodology been determined that, oh, all of a sudden now much more is allowable? You know, I highly doubt it. I I think they're using the same exact methodology, and um, they're just raising the levels because it's being requested of them by the chemical companies. Well, I have a question for you. So if... They raised it to 13. Did they do studies before they raised it to 13 to say, oh, 13 is safe? They're supposed to. Um, I have not seen all the studies. I requested all of the studies by the Freedom of Information Act back in June, right after we found glyphosate in our breast milk at 1,600 times higher than is allowed in the drinking water in Europe. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, is, over, that, over that is unbelievable, 1,600 times higher. Yes, and over 3,000 times higher than has been shown to cause harm in serolini studies that showed liver kidney, uh, liver and kidney damage and sex hormone changes, over 3,000 times higher than that. And that's, so, a, that's like an independent study that wasn't funded by Monsanto, so these people were, you know. So that's what we found as mothers. That was citizen... That was citizen funding. That was moms sending in their breast milk through FedEx. That's what we found were those levels. Ten moms sent in their breast milk, and three of us found levels um, that were far, just, I mean, far above the detectable level. And, and you know what? They weren't trying to purposely eat GMO foods or to, to like, you know. The one this. that was the highest did not was not aware of GMOs and glyphosate. She was a friend of an activist. All of the others, the nine other women, were aware of GMOs and glyphosate and had been aware. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, 
they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. them for some time. The two that tested positive above 75 parts per billion um, did confess to eating out now and then. So they're like, yeah, we eat out at restaurants now and then. So, you know, we eat organic at home, but when we go out, we just eat, you know, we do the best we can, but we still eat GMOs. So, and the, the oils in restaurants have 40 parts per million of glyphosate allowed in them. And that is my main, um, that's what I mostly suspect for the higher levels. But I, Well, thanks for bringing that up, Stan, because I feel like that's something that really hasn't been talked about a lot when you're talking about concentrated foods you know like when you take an oil um you when you create an oil you use a lot of plants to create you know like a cup of oil and the same thing is with juice and that's something that i've really had um you know a strong opinion on that juice is like concentrated pesticides because you know one cup of juice takes like you know three apples or something well you know if there's like multiple pesticides on that one apple and now you're eating you know drinking a cup that had like the pesticides from three apples in one cup of juice and it's the same but i really wasn't thinking about the oil yeah you're so right important factor to think about so when we found those levels in breast milk we were you know very upset and they kept saying well we have hundreds of studies showing the safety of glyphosate. So I'm sitting in the room with these people from the EPA saying that. I'm like, well, I haven't seen these studies. How come I have? And so I requested them by the Freedom of Information Act. And six months later, during the time, um, which is in this, this past fall and winter, um, when they are reviewing, they're currently reviewing the license of glyphosate and considering either approving or revoking it. So I'm looking at the studies at the same time that they're reviewing them and I'm seeing that, you know, one of the studies is on oysters. It's a 96-hour study, four days. Of course, it was commissioned by Monsanto and done by a company called Wildlife something or other. And um, it showed that within, by the fourth day, most of the oysters were, oysters were closed and not feeding. And this is when they were exposed to levels of 3.9 uh, parts per million. And we're, we're and, eating 13. Oh yeah, yeah, and and our, our potatoes, sweet potatoes have three parts per, per million. Um, regular potatoes have five parts per million because they absorb it absorb it in the soil, and then oils have forty parts per million. 
So, and my question is closed and not feeding. I mean, is that like a coma? That sounds like a coma to me. You know, and what happened on the fifth day or the sixth day? And then you've got to consider the white shrimp. There was a study on white shrimp. And after four days, um, the 96-hour study as well, they found that the mortality level of which they could survive up until 5.2 parts per million, um, after that, they died. So, you know, then you got to consider a new study that's out recently showing the um, biodegradability of glyphosate. And it actually showed that glyphosate remained viable in salty water, dark salty water, especially for 351 days. So I asked the Monsanto shareholders in the, in the meeting, there are about 800 of them, what's in the womb? Dark salty water. What is the size of a six week old fetus? It's the size of a shrimp. What is our current infertility and sterility rate? It's 30%. It is the highest rate in recorded history. You cannot ignore the correlation between the pigs in Iv Peterson's pig study in Denmark, 3,000 pigs that were fed grain sprayed with glyphosate and their miscarriages jumped up to 30%. When they were not fed grains with glyphosate, it went down back down to 3%. When they were fed grains with glyphosate again, it went back up to 30%. Well, I have another question for you that, that I'm listening to you and what's think, what I'm thinking, okay, well, uh, 30% had miscarriages, but the fact that 30% had miscarriages, isn't that also saying that there were, okay, that was like a, a high enough level to cause the miscarriage, but all those other uh, fetuses, uh, whether it be humans or pigs, they were still exposed to these high levels, and even though there wasn't a miscarriage, how could you not say that there wasn't some kind of damage? I mean, you know, if you're heavy, if you're able to get to a high enough level to have a miscarriage, then even at half the level, there has to be some kind of permanent damage going on there. Yeah, well, the problem is, is that we don't know. We just don't know. We also... Um, but what we do know is that, you know, we do have the highest level of miscarriages in recorded history. And we do have, we are number one in the world for infant deaths on day one. This is tragic. We, we have 50% more babies who die on their first day of life here in America than all of the developed countries combined. That is tragic. This is, and th- this is not being talked about. Mothers will not talk about having a baby and it dying on its first day of life. They, this will not be, this is not in the news. You know, and these numbers come out to 2 million babies a year. If you look at the consensus and you take 30% and, um, you know, anyway, if you run the math, it's it's hundreds of babies a day. It's it must be so, so traumatic, you know, first of all, just so emotional and losing your child, you know, you carry it all that time and the first day that it's born, it dies. I mean, it must, it must just be like ripping the heart, your heart out of your chest. I, I just can't even imagine. And so they don't, they just want to for probably forget about it and it's very hard for them to even discuss it. And that's kind of what I mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's, you know, it's just, you, you see so much. I, I actually see it on the pins that I do on Pinterest and what I put on Facebook. It's almost like, you know, some of those things, they're, they're just so, so traumatic and, and so horrific that it, it's like they would just as soon ignore it 
then have to face it. And that's that's what I love about the fact which you did, the bravery that you showed going to a Monsanto shareholders meeting and facing all of those shareholders that have money in Monsanto stock. So they're pro-Monsanto Yo, you know, 100% there. Want to make? We want Monsanto to see, show a profit so we can make money, and not just that, but the CEO of Monsanto. And you actually had to, you know, you you shook his hand and had to look him look him in the eye. And uh, I love I love your description of like what you saw at that point. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it, it, it was really um, surreal. I could not actually believe I was going to speak until I got in the room. And even then I was like, is this really, is this really going to happen? I, I might be crazy, but I envisioned this a year before. I was like, wow, I would really love to get in front of Monsanto. Really? And, oh, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. That is, and they, these, yeah. and this investment group that uh, sponsored you to be able yes. to go there. Um, John Harrington uh, and from Harrington Investments, I'm extremely grateful to him and to Tracy Garrity who supported um, working this all out and getting the proxy uh, paperwork done and um, submitting the referendum to actually have something to talk about. So here's the deal. Any shareholder that owns like even one piece of one stock can go and speak at the question and answer period at the end. However, they could say that they're full. That has happened before. At least some of us say that sometimes, you know, they say they're full or whatever. So unless you have a referendum to speak for, um, you, there's no guarantee that you can speak. And, and Tracy from John Harrington, uh, invest, well, the Harrington Investment Group, uh, worked hard to get a referendum proposed and approved. You have to go through the approval process. So this happens, you know, even a year ahead of time usually, um, where, the, the proposal was to have shareholders be able to vote for members of the board. Like shareholders would have access to who's on the board. And um, so it's called the shareholder access proxy. And this would mean that they could possibly vote on a, a pediatrician or a farmer. Wouldn't it be wonderful for the, the world's largest sustainable agriculture company to actually have a farmer on the board or a pediatrician? Right, that could guide them in in creating products that and wasn't paid off. It was actually uh, bipartisan there, and not you know just one hundred percent Monsanto. Yeah, that yeah, would be that, that would be, would be really great. Right, that would be the idea. The concept of it is great, but the next challenge would be to get somebody on there that's actually independent and not bought out, like the pediatrician, which I which actually spoke at the meeting. So. That was that was how I got to speak. Was I was asked to speak on behalf of this referendum, and um, it was really such an honor and a privilege to be able. And to no pressure, Zen, right? You know, like all these people, you know, they they did oh. all this work, you know, so that you could go there, and and it's like yeah. no pressure. <laughs> yeah, Besides was, all the people you have to go up and face, you know, and and get up in front of. So that was that was very brave, very brave. Thank you. I have I have a lot of. Um, training i've done this education called landmark and i've been an introduction leader for that um it's all volunteer but it's, i've been in front of rooms of many people before um, um only once actually with a room with a thousand but um so this was a little bit different but i have whether it's 10 or 20 or a thousand i wanted many people to get this message as possible so that was not uh that was actually not daunting to me i was really glad 
to have that many people there. And um, I made sure to take the time to look people, you know, in the eye and to see them um, and their reaction. And that was uh, really important to me, not just to look at Hugh Grant, but to look around in the room and see people's reaction. And, and it was, uh, some were really listening and getting it, and others were looked kind of fearful to absorb the information because of their position. And, you know, many of them, I'm sure, were employees. And uh, other ones just were outright angry and upset. And we actually had a farmer get up and... Um, and defensive, I would think. Defensive very, of, of their, you know, their participation in that company. And I understand that. You know, when we got up and said, I just want people to know that there are good people here. There are good people that care about our communities and our children and all, you know, and I understand that, you know, you can be a good person and be misinformed, you know, you can be a good person and, and just not know all the facts. I mean, I was not a bad mom because I fed my son GMOs for nine years and he ended up with a multitude of allergies and almost died in the hospital from a, from a nut allergy. I was not a bad mom. I just didn't know. That's right. you know, once you know, you do better, like Maya Angelou says. And and so that's why I was there, to inform them about what their company's products are doing to our children and to implore them to take a new direction, to challenge Monsanto, to go in a new direction because they have the resources. They have billions of dollars. It doesn't have to be spent on, uh, you know, a new genetically modified strawberry or banana or mosquito. It doesn't have to go in that direction. They can clean up the oceans. They can do solar power. They could do wind power. They could, I mean, there's so many things that they could do. They could do aquaponics programs all across the nation. We could have enough food to feed the planet a million times over with, you know, farmers like Will Allen, I mentioned in the meeting, grows a million pounds of food on three acres, 10,000 fish, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds of vegetables on three acres every year so so what are they afraid of zen what what i i love the fact that you suggested all of those uh those other alternatives to what what they're doing other ways to make money that actually benefits people in the planet but you know it's it's something that they you know they must kind of know that it's going on out there these these other alternatives but they choose not to go there why do you think that is because chemicals make the most profit for them. Their GMO seeds ah. have increased 375%. The prices have jumped since the farmers began just buying their own, you know, buying seeds or trading seeds or saving seeds. What, why are they more expensive? Because of the tech fees. Because Monsanto wants to get royalties on the technology. It costs them, I don't know how many, millions of dollars to bring a product to, to, um, you know, to market, and, and 10 years is what I've heard recently, to bring a chemical to the market, 10 years and, and millions and millions of dollars. So they need to get their money back, and they need to make a profit. And, and you know, the the boards of directors or, or the CEOs or, you know, sorry, not the boards of directors, apparently they don't get paid, but the, the you know, all of the, the major staff, I mean, they need their beach houses and their, you know, their, their trust funds for their children. And that's what I asked them. I said, what if the investment that you are making to build a foundation of security for your children and grandchildren are the very same investments which are actually destroying their future? You know, that's what I want them to think about. 
what are you really accomplishing here? Are you actually feeding the world with your GMOs or are you hurting generations to come? You know, they, they need to think about that and take action for a new future because we're looking at one out of two of our children 20 years from now that are, that, that will be, that are, that will be born will eventually get autism. One out of two, that's 50% of our population. Right now, we've got one out of two of our males are expected to get cancer. One out of three of our females are expected to get cancer. And I say males and females, not men and women, because many of those people are children. You know, we've got one out of two of our children with a chronic illness today, such as autism, allergies, autoimmune diseases, diabetes, and obesity. And this compromises their future. You know, a child with autism or severe IBS or Crohn's disease, I, I see the Facebook page of Crohn's disease and colitis. There are 20-year-olds getting their um, intestines sewn up, right? And they're getting these uh, colostomy bags on the outside of their bodies. And they're in such pain that they go on disability. Are they going to be on disability for the rest of their lives at 20 years old? Who's going to be paying for that? Who's going to fund all of these children that are compromised, that can't work, that can't contribute to society? That is such an important point. Yeah. And, and from a public health standpoint, that, that is what I've been trying to say. The, the burden of this, I, you know, you mentioned diabetes, um, uh, to those people as well, the cost of diabetes yeah. and how that's going to impact our health care. What, what was that that you were saying to them about diabetes? So diabetes currently costs, I don't know if I said this fact in front of them, but it currently costs the U.S. healthcare system $245 billion. This is actually last year's stats, so it's probably much higher. Um, and, and you can find this information on the secrets of sugar from the CDC, the Canadian Broadcasting Channel, called the Fifth um, Estate, I believe, or the Fifth Element, or Fifth Estate. Um, and they said that 13 years from now, the entire U.S. healthcare budget will be eaten up by diabetes. So it will, diabetes will bankrupt the U.S. healthcare system. There'll be no money left for cancer or, you know, AIDS or, or, you know, IBS or Crohn's disease or allergies or autoimmune or autism. It will take up the entire budget. I mean, this is a health crisis. And that's GMO bacteria that's making the insulin. And you know, a stat that I learned, it was like one gallon of insulin sells for like $35,000. Talk about a major profit margin. Well, and why this is connected, and I didn't mention that first, why this is connected is because glyphosate has been scientifically shown to destroy the gut bacteria and not just destroy the gut bacteria, but destroy the beneficial gut bacteria and allowing the pathogenic bacteria, the bad bacteria, to proliferate. And what happens when you destroy the, the gut bacteria is that the body is no longer able to make tryptophan. And without tryptophan, your body can't make serotonin. And without serotonin, you can't regulate insulin. Serotonin is what regulates insulin. So it's that simple. Your body can't regulate insulin, and then all of a sudden you've got diabetes. And on top of that, you've got this bad bacteria in your gut and on the lining of the bad bacteria is something called lipopolysaccharides. I learned this from uh, Dr. Uh, Buckley. You can go to his website, Dr. Um, sorry, I forgot his first name right now. Um, I'll, I'll get that to you later, but it's Dr. Buckley. It's on, it's on my website, Moms Across America, on my latest blog. You can see it. 
um, that he says on the uh, on the outer walls of the pathogenic bacteria is something called lipopolysaccharides. And those lipopolysaccharides are known to destroy the gut lining in the stomach. So then they escape through the gut lining, and you've got pathogens in your body causing all kinds of God, know, God knows what. Your lupus is an autoimmune disease that's, that's on the rise. Um, all kinds of issues. Plus, food particles escape through those holes. And then you've got food allergies. You've got one out of four women now over the age of 30 are, have an intolerance to gluten. We've got celiacs, which has just skyrocketed. You've got people with food allergies. You can't give a kid food anymore. You have to ask their parent, are they allergic to anything, right? And um, and 200 kids at least are, are reported to, to die from nut allergies, 200 kids a year. And um, so then you've got the, the pathogens in the gut, and they, these pathogens, the little polysaccharides, signal the, the vagal nerve, which goes from the gut to the brain, and that nerve signals the microglia uh, cells in the brain telling the brain, the microglia cells, to make glutamate. And glutamate is an excitotoxin. And excito, this excite type of excitotoxin actually kills neurons. So if this happens in a certain part of the brain of maybe like social behavioral ability, all of a sudden you have a kid with autism that doesn't know how to socially interact. Or if it happens in the part of brain where it's memory and short-term or long-term memory, you've got somebody with Alzheimer's. If it happens in the spine, then you've got ALS. Well, you mentioned serotonin and the melatonin, and that is also key to brain health as well, and being able to get good sleep. Depression, bipolar, acts of violence are all linked to low levels of serotonin. Absolutely, you know, and that, and so all of those things are being compromised. And then on top of it, people are not getting sun. They're not getting sun on their skin. They're using all of these sunscreens, which which is another place that you can make the beneficial chemicals that uh, your brain needs. And so, you know, people are getting ripped off every single way that's that they can. And I liken like the, the barrier in the gut, in the gut almost to like a border, you know, like a border patrol. You have one in your brain too. You have a blood brain barrier. Right. And And when glyphosate's in your brain, it's a cell, it's a cell disintegrator. So it breaks down the blood brain barrier and then toxins can get into the brain that normally wouldn't get in there. Toxins such as PCBs, plastic in the environment, toxins from vaccines, Toxins that are in the chemicals in the pesticides that are untested. There are other chemical ingredients in the pesticides that are untested that can then get into the brain. And you've got all kinds of behavioral, um, you know, problems. So in addition, you mentioned vitamin D deficiencies, right, in sun and all of that. You know, I think the main thing is not that people aren't getting, you know, I mean, yes, we're not getting as much sun as our forefathers, you know, like cavemen and all that. But glyphosate is a chelator. It holds and makes unavailable the vital nutrients of any living thing it touches. So it's going to hold on to vitamin D. It's going to hold on to B12, which is needed, you know, greatly impacts kids with um, autism. And it's going to hold on to zinc and copper and um, magnesium and potassium. These, these minerals are essential for fighting cancer. You cannot fight cancer without these minerals. So what happens? We've got now one out of uh, two of our males and one of our three, three of our females expected to get cancer. And but it's not just been, doing that in our bodies, right, Zen? It's doing it in the animal's body of the, the food that we're eating. It's doing it in the in the plant. So yeah. all, all of those are also being, uh, you know, that they're going, um, chelation is keeping them from taking up nutrients. Yeah, it's animal cruelty. And, 
And Don, uh, Dr. Don Huber, who's a 50-year plant pathologist, says that when it strips the plant of its vital nutrients, it essentially gives the plant AIDS. You know, it's an autoimmune disease. So then the what kills it is not the glyphosate, it's actually the normally harmless bacteria in the soil that kills the plant. So you, that's why they can say that glyphosate is safe, because by itself, it just weakens something. It doesn't actually kill it. it takes out the vital nutrients, right? So, um, but they're not testing it in conjunction with all of the other chemicals. They're not testing it and looking at it in conjunction with, with fungus and bacteria and all that. So people wonder why so many kids are getting sick today and, um, you know, why, why they're out of school, why there's an increase of, you know, measles or whatever. I think it's directly related to having the gut bacteria destroyed and our children not able to fight off the diseases and bacteria that they normally would be able to fight off because they're healthy. Well, one of the things that's made me mad for so many years is that so for so long, you know, people thought, oh, I'm eating yogurt, so I'm getting good bacteria. And then they came out with Activia, like, oh, this has good bacteria in it. Well, you know what? All yogurt was supposed to have good bacteria. And like for once, you actually put some bacteria in there and you're like acting like you've created some new great product there. Well, then they're putting sugar in that feeds the bad bacteria. Or aspartame. Yeah, or aspartame, which has been shown to cause cancer in the brains of rats. You know, I mean, it's it's just and and food dyes, food coloring that's banned in Europe is in a lot of yogurts. I mean, here's the thing: we have to get informed. We have to really read. I mean, there's a study that says that the the, that a mother does better research than the FBI, and we just need to take that on. And and not just mothers, but anybody who eats food, you need to do the research. It's actually very interesting. I mean, I could sit there for hours and hours and read this stuff, (laughs) but I'm a dietitian, but I mean, I love, you know, I love learning about it, but I think a lot of other people would love it too, because you're reading about how to take care of your own body, number one, (laughs) and our bodies are the most fascinating thing that you could ever learn about. I mean, and like feeling good. Like, who doesn't want to feel good for a change? I think, I really think people, do, they don't even know what it means to feel good anymore. They don't even know what good food tastes like. They don't know what it feels like to have get up in the morning and have the energy and have, you know, ready to go out there and like do whatever and they want to, you know, in life. They're just tired all the time. Yeah. And they don't know how bad they actually feel because they, it becomes the new normal. They think yeah. after eating a meal, when they're all groggy and tired, that that's normal. Or if they're cranky, that's normal. They may even get a divorce because they're so cranky all the time at their spouse. And they not they don't get that. It, oh, that, my, oh gosh. my gosh. If I just stopped eating gluten, I might actually be a nice person now and then. Really? Like, if no, I, gluten, I think you're right. I do think you're is, right on that it one. It's not good news for my husband if I eat gluten. So, you know, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't eat gluten anymore. And if, if I ever do, it's late at night, so nobody has to deal with the repercussions of the dragon. But you know what? You made a, you made such a good point there, Zen, because you actually can tell the difference. Oh, I can now. I absolutely can tell the difference, but I couldn't before. I did not know. Before, I would just eat food, and I would feel really crabby and irritable and cranky and tired, and, and I didn't know why. I just thought, you know, and eventually, I I was 34 years old. I thought, you know what? I'm 34. I should not have to take a nap for two hours every day. There's something going on here, you know? 
And I went to um, an iridologist or somebody that looks in your eyes. It sounds very woo-woo, but I was Oh, no, no, I've heard, yeah, I've heard I've been to six doctors, and they all told me to take some kind of, you know, allergy medication for the rest of my life. And I was like, I'm not going to take medication for the rest of my life because I feel tired and groggy and cranky. You know, something something else has got to be done here. So I went to an iridologist, and she said she looked one look at my eyes because they read it like a tree trunk, and they can see stress and different vitamin deficiencies in your irises. It's, it's a thousands of years old practice. And Oh, yeah. I've always been fascinated with that. It's fascinating. I, I would be an iridologist. Where, where they say that, you know, your eyes are the mirror to your soul, but they're yeah. also the mirrors to your health. Yes. And she said, you have a gluten intolerance. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you're grinding through the day. You probably need to nap. You you know, she's like, you're, what's going in is it's supposed to go in as clear energy, like your ATP and yourself. It's coming out like blue. You're like, you're just like... And I'm like, oh. and she's like, yes, you got to go gluten free for a couple months and do dairy, go dairy free at the same time and do a cleanse and get it, you know, get just cleanse everything out because it's getting all built up in there. And I did, and I lost 16 pounds in six weeks with no exercise. I, that was not why I did it, but I just happened to lose a lot of weight. I felt better, clearer, the colors got brighter. I was happier. I didn't have to nap anymore. I had more energy than ever. And my first two sons, I gained 50 or 60 pounds with them because I was eating gluten. And my third son, I only gained 25 pounds, and he was the biggest baby because he was getting the most nutrients. So, um, Did I, you miss I, all it? But so many people, they're like, oh, God, I can't give up that food. You know, I, I just have to have it. You know, I want and, – and I've met people. It's just like, you know, they they to give up that those foods that they love, they would rather – they they don't mind you know the the repercussions of it like so what I'm I'm like gaining weight I want to have that food what do you yeah. say to those people? Well, you know that's everybody's personal choice, but I I would just like to say to you just try it and and stop looking at it like a um, a deprivation. Stop looking at donuts and croissants like a treat. You know, look at how you can treat your body and take care of your body. And, and cherish yourself and love yourself by giving yourself the best future possible by just doing what your body's trying to tell you to do. You know, a rash on the I outside of the body, you know, it's not, a rash is not, I'm in survival mode. I need to pack on this weight to protect myself. That's the body's way of signaling that there's something going on here. So you just listen to your body and take care of it and cherish it, cherish it by trying. Go organic, and this is what I said in front of the shareholder meeting. I request, I just, I really invite you to go organic for three weeks and put raw organic sauerkraut in your body, in your gut every day and allow those good bacteria to heal your gut and see how you feel. I bet that you will feel significantly different. Well, okay. Well, we're, we ran out of time, but that was like a perfect way to end Zen and everything you said today, I, I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. I, I love the way you explain things and the advice that you give. I, I really think that everyone that listens to this, it, they're, they're going to get it. I think you're going to get through to them, just like I'm sure you got through to some of those people at that stockholders meeting, the shareholders meeting, whatever. There were some that thanked me in the end. So that- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.